Welcome to Lights On Mindful Living Podcast. If you're enjoying this, please rate us five star and share. This is how people find out about us through your rating. I'm your host, Mitra Minesh. I'm a mindfulness storyteller and educator. I teach at UCLA's Semmel Institute School of Neuroscience for Human Behavior Mindful Awareness Research Center. I'm also the founder of InnerMap, an innovative new app where we teach mindfulness through stories, sounds, and practices. I've been the mindful coach to many knowns and unknowns of the world for the past three and a half decades. By the way, I have some exciting news. We have created a new feature in InnerMap where everyday global mindful storytellers can tell their stories so that they can be heard and others can be inspired. So if you or someone you know have a story, a mindful story to tell, we would love to hear it and, if appropriate, to include it in our app. To find out more, please visit innermap.me slash your stories. All of these are one word, innermap.me slash your stories. So today we're going to talk about uh, <laughs> inner goodness. Does that provoke anybody? Or basic goodness or inner goodness? Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Exactly. Sounds good. So, so the idea is that we go with the assumption that we all carry our inner goodness. And immediately when I say that, people say like, what about like, you know, criminals and people who do bad things? And um, I was uh, teaching police psychologists. That's what they're called. I didn't know such thing exist until they invited me to teach them, but police psychologists. And they told me that even the most expert historical um, criminals, they always leave some, some sign, you know how Zorro used to do like, you know, the Z, like some, something behind, um, even when they're really masterminding their, you know, criminals, uh, criminal activities. And I asked them and I said, why would they do that? And they said, because even the worst of criminals in the bottom of their heart, they want to be caught. Isn't that fascinating? That immediately took me to inner goodness. So even when I'm being horrible, and I know I'm being horrible, in fact, intentionally I'm being horrible, there is some craving, there is something that is calling me to go to something more good, if you like. What is good, what is bad? That's a very good question. What is good, what is bad? It all depends. That's why I said the most powerful thing we do is to define things our way. The highest power we have is the power of definition. Because if I took charge of what is good and what is bad for you, that means I took charge of your life, right? So, yeah, that's a very good question. We don't know. 
but there are some common agreements on, for instance, compassion, which means being kind when things are difficult for ourselves or other people, that feels good. The way I go with it is whatever feels right in a sustainable way. That's the key. Because it may feel really good if I stole your bag. It feels so good. You know, I go and spend all your money and like, you know, but it's not sustainable. So I go home and I think, uh, what if she needed her money? Well, like, what if she doesn't have any? Like, the, the, it, so it's not a sustainable way of feeling good. But when we contribute, when we're connected, when we're kind, when we do an act of kindness, something small, something very, very small. When we connect, when we just like sometimes I'm driving and and somehow, you know, I turn around and somebody's smiling and we start smiling together. I don't know if you've ever had that. Like usually kids, you know, sitting in the back seat and I go like this and they go like this and then we smile and somebody usually honks and say, go, it's like, sorry, then I got to go. But for that second, like there's something happening. There's a energy exchange that is very sweet. Um, Connection, contribution, contribution, being kind for no particular reason, random kindness usually feels right. But it's important to really see whether or not that belief even, you know, goes home for you because there are a lot of reactions to that statement of, of inner goodness. Are we really truly good? And few things may come up when we talk about inner goodness. One is the lack of goodness that we probably have experienced about other people. Really? You just must meet my ex to, so to believe in inner goodness. That's what people usually tell me. Or, or the other thing that comes up is that about ourselves is like, whoa, if you only knew me, you would never believe in that, you know. It's the inner goodness that we have doubts about that exist within us. You don't know the thoughts that I have. And people talk about that. People talk about really experiencing lack of so-called goodness in their own selves. Like, you know, how the fundamentally destructive thoughts that we may have about other people that how we want to even hurt them, you know, we wish them dead, we wish them unwellness, we wish them suffering. And we all have those experiences, we all probably have had that. And it's like those are the things, either things we see in the world, things that we see from particular people that we know, or the, the thoughts and experiences that we may have had for ourselves that stops us from, from really believing that inner goodness is part of um, every human being. So I want to go around and just ask one word to express when I say inner goodness. What goes on for you? Who wants to start? One word. Okay. It's service. Service. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> Good. <laughs> Can always pass. Peace. Peace. Okay. Awareness. Awareness. Kind. Altruism. Altruism. Oh, altruism. Uh -huh. Kindness. 
kindness. Purity. Purity. Helping. Helping. Generosity. Generosity. Warmth. Warmth. Yeah. Yeah. I can connect to warmth. Yeah. Can, yeah. I feel the warmth in the heart when I just even think about that. So, so it's a concept. Is there a lot of science around it? To be honest with you, no. No. There is no science because it's a state. How do you, it's like I'm saying, you know, go and measure the kindness of this. Like, you can't do that. It's not something that you can measure. Uh, the only science that I know there is about this is that they did it with, um, with young children, al almost babies, that they had like two different thing conversations happening in two different scenarios and, and children or babies were um, attracted to the conversations and the kindness that was being exchanged. But as I said, it's not a huge piece of um, science. It's just what you believe and what you really want to believe. The way it's presented, it's also, you know, it's not easy to go there. Like inner goodness, you know, if, if we said basic goodness, like it's, it's more basic, you can accept it. But inner goodness may imply that I've done nothing wrong ever. <laughs> well, that's very difficult. <laughs> you know, it's a difficult qualifier. But if you really understand it as generally speaking, there is a sense of inner tendency towards inner goodness, that we want to be good. We want to do good. It's not so much that we succeed every time, but it's that wanting. And the fact that we feel bad when we're not good, <laughs> that's, you know, interesting too. So there must be something there. The opposite of, by the way, I have to say the opposite of uh, lack of inner goodness has not been proven either. So we can go by the, uh, the, the back door and, and look at inner goodness. That, that inner goodness has never been not proven that, uh, you know, proven that it doesn't exist. So we go from that door. But, but really, how can we even work with, with inner goodness? What does that even mean? Well, there are a few ways that we can, you know, work with inner goodness. One is to really pay attention to it. Like next time you do something very, very small, very small, you hold the door for someone. You carry something small. You, you give way as you're driving and you just allow somebody to come in for no particular reason. Randomly, you, you feel. Just connect with that. Bring awareness to that and see how it feels. Or when you witness some kindness taking place, when somebody else is doing something for somebody else, how do you feel when you either experience it, witness it, or give it? Just become your own scientist and look at that. How does it feel to be good? Whatever good means to you. Yeah. How does it feel? Or just paying attention to it because, you know, wherever the attention goes, our energy goes there. Wherever energy goes, attention goes there. So wh how does it work? What is, what is even inner goodness? Just getting curious around that and really exploring that for yourself. As a, as a scientist and a researcher that you uh, can become when it comes to inner goodness. And the third way you can do that is that, that you cultivate it. 
you actually intentionally cultivate it. I'm going to do this, you know, once a week, once a day, you know, whatever that means to you. And where we start with cultivation of kindness is where it's easiest. We start there. Where is it easiest? Well, for some people, it's easiest to do it for the people that they already love and and care for. Hmm? Or people that might need it. You know, you hear it in the news, there is hurricane happening somewhere, there's, you know, war happening somewhere, and you think these people need it. Or we're across the Ronald Reagan Hospital right now. It's easy to just wish whoever is there and may need, you know, some loving kindness, you send your your kindness to them and see how it, does it feel. We haven't done anything. We don't even know who's the recipient of it. We just say all the patients across the road, you know, may they all find their healings. May they find a way. May they not feel lonely. May they have something for this holiday season. Whatever it is that feels comfortable. Meet yourself where you are. Don't push yourself with these things because then you will react. So we start with where is easy. It may be a random kind of sending loving kindness. It may be people who really, really need it. It may be for ourselves. Sometimes the easiest person is ourselves and sometimes the hardest person is ourselves. It's like, whoa, I can't do that. I can't be kind to myself. And eventually where we get to after practicing, and sometimes, not all the time, that we send it to people that, as I call, unlove. There's a stronger word for it, but yeah. That's the real practice. That becomes a true practice when I can just send it to somebody that I unlove, also known as, I think, hate, which is a very, very strong opposite of, you know, the feeling that we're talking about. Can I, and, and the question is, it really depends on where you're at. Where can I meet myself as, as kind? That's the question. Where can I meet myself? Well, it's easy. I'll send it to my child. I send it to these children. I send it to this pet. I send it to this person that needs it. I send it to myself. I send it to my friend who's going through chemotherapy. I send it to my neighbor that I saw, the, you know, he or she was sick and the ambulance was there, wherever possible. And then eventually I send it to person who really, really was unkind to me. And the reason you can consider that is just to think about a person who can intentionally harm somebody else. Imagine what I need to be holding inside of myself in order to harm you. So I always say we can only give what we hold, right? Don't they say hurt people can only hurt? Because what we're holding is that. So if, if say, I was really hurtful to you, if I was really unkind to you, and you couldn't find any goodness in me, just imagine how much I must be hurting myself because I must be holding that, right? In order to give it to you, I need to hold it. So... I used to say that to my children when they complained about somebody really horrible at school when they were younger. And I stopped because they said, Mom, we don't want your sympathy for them now. I said, oh, I'm sorry. It's like, I said, oh, they would say like, you know, he pushed me and she did this and I can't believe it. And I said, 
oh, poor thing, they must be in a bad place. And, Mom, I don't want your sympathy right now for them. Do you see I'm hurting? I said, I'm sorry, that's true. What a horrible thing for them to do to you. But honestly, that was the practice for me because I'm thinking, what would a child be going through with no nothing happening they would come out of, go out of their way to hurt another child without anything happening at least that was the report i was getting nothing happening and then i'll just go out of my way and hurt somebody so must be a lot of thing happening here or at least at home for me to be able to do that as a young person so it's a long road to there and you don't need to go there in the beginning starting there so paying attention to inner goodness observing, acknowledging it, and, and really getting a good mileage, as I call it, when you, it's happening either in you, in front of you, you're the observer, you're the giver. And the three is to really cultivating it, just deciding to do it. And by do, really, it's a wrong word. You can just be it because doing gets a lot of credit. You don't need to even do anything. And I think you've heard me say that. So sometimes I just decide when I'm aware and conscious to just walk by and then randomly, just by, by energy, just send loving kindness to you. May you have a great day. May all your problems go. May you stop suffering. May you just, and just see that the interactions that, that that kind of exchange can provide for you because we give a lot of um, prominence and, and, and importance to what I say and what I do, but not what I feel for you. And the feeling is not pity, don't, don't get me wrong. It's just wishing you something that I may think you need, or just generally. May you all have a day, like, you know, easeful day. May you have a peaceful day. May you flow and float and glow through your day, whatever it is. You can get poetic, you can get practical, you can get really, you know, down to this practice and see what happens when you do that. As simple as that, just walking by and saying, may you have a great day, may you stop suffering, may you be kind to yourself. May, may whatever you think is hard for you to achieve happens for you. And really noticing what goes on. So I'll stop and see if you have any questions before we get into the practice of that. Is this the same as this, uh, the compassion part? No, this is really, this is, it is a compassion practice, but for a purpose. I'm doing it to observe and see, can I connect to my inner goodness? It's, okay, so compassion, great question. Compassion practice is uh, the hall I go through because I want to access a really huge arena. And that is the arena of inner goodness because compassion is only one aspect or kindness, one aspect of inner goodness. Inner goodness in a general sense means that we really are made out of energy that once all the good things, one's connection, one's good wishes, one's good deeds, one's good for everybody. It's the opposite of becoming happy when things go wrong for people. That's the, exactly the opposite of that because sometimes we get our energy through that. It's like, oh, at least I'm not as unhappy as you are. I'm not as you know unlucky as you are. And then there's a, a sense of comfort in that. We can access that through the same 
beautiful energy, that I have it and may you have it too. So the question always is that when you notice you have something or somebody else has something, what is the comma after that? I see that you're very lucky. I see that you're very beautiful. I see that you're very successful. What's the comma after that? May I have it too? May everybody have, have the same thing? Or I have it, then what's the comma after that? May you all have it. I had a great dinner. May every belly tonight be full with good nutrition. Something simple. But what is the comma? Because I could say that and then ego can say, but nobody's as good as I am. Or heart can come in and say, oh, I, you had it? Great. May everybody else have the same thing. It's really, that's the bigger arena of inner goodness. When something good happens for you or for somebody else, where do you go with that? Do you cultivate that? Do you celebrate that? Do you want to expand that? Or do you think it's just for me? Hope this episode answered the question or two for you or provoked and inspired questions in you. I'm so grateful you showed up and listened up. Until the next time, be well and stay curious.